This is the No Offseason Podcast, week three recap of college football. It just ended at a whopping time of almost 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> 2 o'clock Eastern, East, 2 a.m. Eastern time, one thirty-seven here. Yeah, right. Some people have to work in the morning, yeah. Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Colorado beat Colorado State in double overtime. and. Uh, uh, do you want me to just say it right now about uh, what I bet? Well, you bet the money line, Colorado State. Yeah, so... For, for the listeners out there, I just put $20 on Colorado State before the game, saying, fuck it, pays out $200. Um, yeah, Colorado State got conservatives hell late in the game. Shanoa uh, Sanders uh, did a great job. Did the John Elway impression. The yeah, drive. They're going to call the drive, uh, what, 3.0? I mean, he drove 98 yards down the field, got the touchdown, converted the two-point conversion, and sent it to overtime, and Colorado State couldn't... The question is, if you're that big of an underdog on the road. Oh, you're already going to the overtime thing? Yeah, I'm going to go. I was going to the fourth down um, when they punted the ball. When they punted the ball? Because in a previous game that we saw where Florida got uh, Tennessee to jump off sides. sides. Why did they not at least trot the offense out there, try to get them to jump off sides? Or, you know, call the timeout, put the offense back out there. And then take the delay game. If they don't jump off sides, you get the five-yard penalty If either way. Yeah, that's very true. But also, I'm going to bring up, you, you, you're down by one in overtime. Go for the win. I much would have, if I'm Jim Norvell and... It's not Jim Norvell. I think it's Mike. Is it Mike? No, Mike Norvell's the uh, yeah, Florida State coach. Is it think, Jim? Yeah, I think it's Jim Norvell. Oh, Coach Norvell. How about that? <laughs> Just go for the win. I would much rather... I would have been like, you know what? You went for the win. I respect that. You, I was shocked he didn't go for it, too. Yeah, I was I, shocked. I, I, I was ready I, for them to go for two after they scored. Yeah, I was more than willing. I thought they were going to go for two. I was like, you're going to try to win the game, which is the right thing to do in that spot, in that moment. When you're that team, the big yeah. underdog. Yeah, when you're, when big you're the underdog, big underdog. In that team. Because like, if you look at it last year, LSU did the same thing against Alabama. Right. They they scored, and they're like, no, we're going to go win the game. And they won the game. If you're in that spot. Call your best play. Win, try to win the game. Yes. And they chose not to. And that's what cost them the game. Their conservative, well, The conservative nature of their team yeah. cost them the game. And I will say, they got outcoached. Um, pretty much from the like Six minute mark of the fourth, a fourth quarter. quarter about that yeah. yeah like Colorado just outcoached the hell out of them mm-hmm. uh, a couple things didn't go their way but like it was just outcoaching at, at like six minute mark because up until that point Colorado State was playing a almost perfect game you would say yeah they turned the ball they over turned a couple the ball times. over a couple times but like two for a underdog to win the game they were playing a respectable mm-hmm. game to win the game. Yeah, but if you really think about it, is Colorado that good if they... Uh, if they struggle against Colorado State, in which not a lot of people even think Colorado State's that good, I mean, with the freshman quarterback? Like, Mark Jones did the quote, are you a believer now? No, Mark Jones, I am not. I'm, I'm still, still not a believer. I'm, I'm still where I'm at on Colorado. I think they're good. I don't think they're great. I think they have a lot of flaws, and they're looking very tired. I think their star players, like, they're getting tired. And this is going to, sooner or later, this isn't going to end well. It might be next week. It might be the week after that. Who knows? 
But I don't. I know this. They're not going at. They don't, I don't think they play Oregon at home. I don't think they play no, at home against Oregon. Yeah. No, it's in UG. So now the problem is the Oregon is things with things that amplify for Oregon. They feel the pressure. Oh, Colorado does. No, Oregon does. Oh yeah, because of the media hype that's going to be on there. Yeah. The media hype. Oregon doesn't do well with media hype. No, Bo doesn't. Well, Bo wants all the media hype apparently. Well, Bo, putting I, all that yeah, billboards out there. That's that's for next week on our preview. But going into that, that well, that was this last game that was in our head. There was something else that happened a little bit in that game that I wanted to bring up a bit too. Like, um, so Colorado are they the first team to beat an unranked team to storm the field? I mean, they in did, the history, they did it back to back weeks. They did it against Nebraska, and then they did it this week against Colorado State. I, and I, and I guess you, you could defend it by saying, "Oh, they." Only I can defend the first one. Yeah, but like the second one, it's or, your rival, though. Like you can argue Nebraska is their rival too. Yeah, it's also very. So true. I guess that's the that's the Colorado backers that'd be know. like, "It's our for rival." Some reason, for some reason, I just feel like they're about to storm the field every time they play and win at home, which is buck wild. I think it's just because the Colorado fans, like, um, I'll say this in general. They have had a lot of success with the Nuggets now, so they didn't, like, Nuggets fans are there. They're mostly Buffalo fans and stuff like that. So they really don't know how to react to success too well, and they're just overexcited. That might be true, too. Like, they're only used to the Broncos being good. And I'll say this. When have you felt, like, Colorado, in two games, have made themselves feel... Like they've done accomplished three national championships. Like they're USC. Like is it week twelve already? This is what it feels like. I feel like they think like they're the US. They're the was it Matt Lyon, USC Carson Palmer. Uh, oh, with you're talking about everyone on the sidelines. Yeah, everybody so. on the sidelines. Like yeah. they they haven't got they haven't done anything of that nature or Miami nature where you can get those celebrities. There's so many of them, them there just to be there because it's, they're jumping and people love to jump on the bandwagon. They're nowadays. jumping quick, and I'm I'm just like they haven't won the national championship yet. They haven't done anything yet. And now there's so many people on the bandwagon. It makes it tough for me to just root for them. Yeah, because there's so many people already I don't on the bandwagon. Colorado, but there's the, too many people. The hating, making me not like it, and making it ten times like they're this great team, and then every celebrity's there like, oh, I gotta see this team. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a must-watch. And you're like, you're making it a must-watch. It's nothing special. There's nothing... Sp- yes, they're doing a great job, but they're not... Washington is having... They're dominating just as much. Actually, Washington's dominating games. It doesn't have the pizzazz yeah. with... Oh, Coach what do you Prime. mean? Does it doesn't have Coach Prime, but the pizzazz of Washington is there. You don't, you don't have to have pizzazz and do all those things. Like, oh Washington, yeah, to get to get mainstream. This is this Colorado is pretty much Conor McGregor. This yeah. is what it is. Ronda Rousey, Conor McGregor. We'll just leave it at there, and that's the analogy of Colorado. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's watched UFC before it knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's a lot of hype. Short period, short burst. Yeah, it won't last throughout the season, and that's pretty much what their careers were. Look, I will say this: Colorado looks tired already, and they're not. Again, they don't have that much depth, and they and haven't they, even made the Pac-12. And they haven't even started with the harder teams. These are like TCU was the hardest team. They won that game by barely, and then they played Nebraska. They 
pretty much dominated that game, and they barely beat Colorado State. Now they're going Oregon, USC in the Pac-12. Before their bye, I believe. Yeah. Yes. So it's only going to get harder for them. Yeah. And, like, I think we talked way too much about Colorado. And but it was, well, but it, just, it was the, it was a, it was the last just, game of the night, yeah. so it's it was fresh. fresh on our head. Yeah, no doubt. No All doubt. Right. So uh, it's that time of the time of the recap where we give our three best and three worst. Oh, God, I forgot to write mine down. Uh, I'm trying to have the... Th- oh, well, I got one worst right off the bat. Uh, you can start off with your... We'll start off with the worst thing. Oh, it's per- fucking Purdue. Oh, Turn God. the fucking ball over all the Jesus. goddamn time. That's just a gambling... You have to specify. This is a gambling... <laughs> this is a gambling loser, which is Purdue. Like, why do they continuously try to run the ball when they can't get a single yard? I don't know. They run the, all the... They do this all the time. They did this in week one. It was infuriating, and I think they were my loser the week one because of this. And Dino Babers is just going to make me feel like, um, like he's just proving me wrong. He's a good coach, I guess, right? Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse, they're undefeated. They, they look pretty good. Right. Schrader looked good in that game, too. Yeah. I will say that. Schrader looked but, good. But that's a Purdue problem where they can't stop a soul on third down. That hurt, man. They cannot stop a soul on third down uh, defensively, and that's a problem. Um, I'm going to go with my biggest loser. My loser is Alabama. Eh. Yeah. It's Alabama. I feel like they just mailed that game in. I don't think they know what to do on that. I don't understand the quarterback situation. Um, Nick Saban has it figured out. I don't think he has anything figured out. Like you just you just gotta trust the best. He was awful. Uh it was a Simpson came in and he didn't look great. And then I'm like, why don't you just, Melrose was bad, like. You what? know what I was thinking when Melrose was like, didn't even have a helmet and shit? I was like, did he just fuck Nick Saban's daughter or something? Like It's the wildest like, thing. I why did Melrose not touch the field at all? I guess he just wanted to see what the other guys were. And there's no, Melrose, if Melrose does there's not. There's no question Melrose is the best out of those two. If he does not start next the, game. Out of the three, he's the best. If he does not start next game, there's something going on. It has to be because they oh, the other two looked horrible. And it doesn't bode well for my Alabama revenge tour thing. Actually, not just Alabama. I think a majority of the SEC West, other than LSU, was a loser today. <laughs> we always talked about how the SEC West is a majority down. of them. Maybe Ole Miss, Ole Miss wasn't that bad either. So right now, if you like, if you really sit there and look at it, I Ole Miss is in the driver's seat. Ole Miss, LSU. Oh, everyone's back on LSU now because they blew out at Mississippi State. Well, I'm saying Ole Miss, LSU, like that. Right now, those are my two front runners. Ole Miss is about to lose the Bama next uh, well, next week, probably. Well, we'll see, but yeah, it's one of those things. But right now, you could say that defensively are the most stout. Oh, um, yeah, I guess so. I don't think it's a loser or anything. I guess. Oh, we're moving. All right, yeah, let's move to your second loser. It wasn't going to be a team or anything like that. Anybody that's not Oklahoma and Ohio State, like I said on the previous podcast, because nobody knows how to blow teams out besides those two teams. Oh, that is... Uh, <laughs> like, every team... Oregon knows how to blow out those, I, I, those, I guess those I, small, small schools. I'm not really... Like, they haven't done it on a historically consistent, consistent basis, basis, I guess, yeah. uh, with the new new uh, era with the coaching and everything yeah. like that, I guess. Here, I wouldn't say... But you could throw Oregon in there. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Here, they know how to beat those, like, teams that you know, like the Tulsa's and the... Uh, Western Kentucky's, those Portland, Ohio, Portland. No, Portland, they're too small. Like uh, the MAC and like Ohio State knows how to blow out the MAC, some SBC Sun teams. Belt. Yeah, some SBC teams. And Oklahoma knows how to blow out the Conference USA's and the 
North Texas teams of the world. Yeah. Like, that's what they're good at. And they cover. Oh, they cover. Yeah. And fucking it fucks me. Yeah. Man, you're just on the gambling losing streak, losers of the week. And actually, I had a pretty good, uh, good week though. But yeah, but uh, there's uh, there's a loser in in general though, in my opinion. But uh, go ahead with your my uh, second loser. Yeah. Uh, my second loser. Uh, Joe Milton's uh Tennessee career, it's over. <laughs> it, 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 he ended his career tonight. Oh, they're not going to bench him. Yeah, they are. I said I said in the preview of the SEC one, they're going to bench him uh, by yes, week four or five. You did say that, but they don't have anybody else. They have the freshman, the five-star. I don't think that. I think there's nothing they, they can lose now. They're in a lose-lose situation already. It's either you can't lose another one, and they really, I think they hypo realized they can't win the SEC East with Milton at quarterback. Um, yeah, they should have known that before. They should have, but uh, look, this is what I'm going to say. Tennessee fans, like I said in the preview, they all believed in that Orange Bowl that was a mirage. And it wasn't true. Everybody knows Milton's not that good of a quarterback. And they figured it, they realized it today when they got dominated by Florida at the Swamp. They realized he can't be, just give it to the five-star, see what happens. And you, I much, you would much rather know what you have in him than Joe Milton, because you obviously know you don't have anything in him. So Joe Milton's uh, college career is over, and he's <laughs> burying him, huh? Oh, I'm burying him. I think every Tennessee fan should bury him. There should be no Tennessee. Here, any logical college football analyst expert fan knows Joe Milton's done. It's just up to Josh Heupel to understand. If he's going to pull the trigger. I yeah. don't think he's going to pull the trigger. That's the thing. I don't think. Well, I don't if Dabo really could pull a trigger quickly. Josh Heupel needs to pull the trigger. He, Who are you talking about Dabo pulling the trigger quickly? Kelly. He, he benched Kelly for T-Law and it was over. Um. Yeah, but he never benched DJ. Ungulele. He, he rolled with him. Well, he rolled with him. But I'll give DJ credit. At least he got into the ACC championship game. Like saying he led him to, I don't know. The best analogy for that would be like the ugliest. Um, I, I, well, I don't want to insult anybody. Help, yeah, yeah, it's late. It's late. I didn't want to insult anybody. I'll All stop right. myself. All right, you got your third loser. Uh, <laughs> can I just put like turnovers? Uh, which ones? <laughs> Teams that just turn the ball over. Like uh, the ball was just. Being turned over a lot today. I mean, here you can on put, multiple teams. Like, well, Arizona State's definitely losing. They almost turned the ball over ten times in one game. Uh, uh, Georgia, Georgia Southern, Southern almost like six, six picks almost in that game. Uh, Purdue, like Purdue had like seven, five, six or seven, five or six. I think it was Illinois had five or six. Yeah, teams just weren't taking care of the ball today. Yeah. We saw a bunch of turnovers. Yeah, there was a lot of certain teams had eight. Plethora of turnovers. And the teams that turned the ball over, they didn't look like they were doing that bad in the game. It's just those mistakes. Georgia Southern didn't look bad. They had mistakes. Purdue was Purdue now. I'm not giving any credit to Purdue. Illinois. You know, Penn State's defense is really good. Yeah. So, like, that one I just expected anyway. Yeah. So, I didn't expect that as many picks, but yeah. Um, so you're losers, people not taking care of the ball. Yeah, more than, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was sloppy football today. 
a lot of sloppy football. Sloppy football from certain teams. Um, who's one more loser I got? Uh, oh, I'll throw this one in here. And but it, 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 here, this is a split loser slash winner. My loser is Arkansas losing at home mm-hmm. and having two double-digit leads. And my uh, my first winner is BYU coming back from two double-digit leads. Hey, you took my winner. Back. I was just going to say Mormons. Yeah. I was just going to say Mormons. Yeah, but that great job. Latter-day Saints. And they had the best catch of the year. Oh, yes, no doubt. If you haven't seen that, uh, fuck, I wish I would have remembered his name. Yeah, and shit I have too. no idea his was name. Was it Cole Sanders? Was it no, Cole Sanders or something Whoever like that? number two is for BYU, the Mormons, that guy made the best. Um, we were watching the game. I was like, oh, he overthrew him. Yeah. And then I look, and he's celebrating. I'm like, he caught that pass? That one-handed catch that he caught there was the best catch of the year. In a, cl- in a moment that they needed. Mm-hmm. B- no doubt. And BYU... As for as bad as we uh, people projected projected them, yeah. But BYU is always tough on the road. That's tough, not a I team know. you want to play. I know, but coming back from two double digit uh, deficits, tying the game, getting back down to ten, not only tying the game, winning the game, that makes them the winner. A loser. I did say whenever they, uh, I think they were still down by seven at the time too. I was like, this is BYU. Game. Yeah. I felt like they. This is a game that they. They I think it was twenty four thirty one, and I was like, I just feels like BYU is gonna. Pull, I will say, pull this game out. did not play for Arkansas, and that's Ar- but Arkansas loss. just offensive line looked bad for Arkansas. Yeah, they just weren't consistent enough. Another SEC West team yeah, that's what I'm saying. SEC West. That's why they're part of my losers. Other than LSU and Ole Miss, nobody in the SEC West look like nobody feels like in the SEC West that they want to take control of it. I wouldn't even, like, Ole Miss, do we even trust Ole Miss? That's the thing. We'll see next week. We'll see next week. But, like, A&M doesn't look like they want to be anywhere near the defensive secondary in that West. Auburn. Auburn hasn't really played the competition yet. No. I think they play somebody a They play bit A&M next week. Yeah, so that's a little bit harder. Uh, A&M's secondary needs to figure out. They had a bye week or, well, they played no. Monroe, but. Yeah, they played Maybe they they'll help figure the secondary out after the Miami debacle. And LSU played Mississippi. And Mississippi State they should have lost against Arizona. They and they showed how bad they were this week. Very so, true. So well, the SEC West is in trouble in that situation. But BYU is a winner. Good job BYU. Uh, can I go with a winner for me? Yeah. Mizzou. Uh, yeah. Pulled out a tough game. They did pull out like, a tough game. Playing K-State is no joke. You're going to have to battle. We'll say uh, Howard got hurt, banged up. There, But Brady Cook got hurt, too. He was banged yeah. up. Both quarterbacks. It was a tough, hard-nosed game. Looked like a, It just looked... It was really even teams. And yeah. it, it took a 61-yard field goal to win the game. That's how even they are. I, if Missouri would have lost that game, their coach was going to be a loser of that game. They Why got is that? The, because they got the delay a game at the end of the... The end because they were in field goal range. Got the and delay. They had no game. timeouts. No, they had a timeout. No, um, no, K State had a timeout too, and they didn't take one either. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Climbing could be a kind of, but like it was just one of those things where you took the delay a game, and because he took them to the sideline or something like that. I forget what happened. It was so long ago. <laughs> I know, right? It feels it, like it was like eternity. a eternity. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was just one of those things. But yes, Missouri did win. Good job by Missouri. They're going to be ranked next week. And of that, course. And look, Georgia needed them to win that game. They got them to win that game. Well, well Georgia, Georgia also didn't 
need Tennessee to lose. They did not need Tennessee to lose. Well, Florida won, so it makes Florida look good. And I feel like the, oh, Florida did look, lose the Utah. I don't know. We'll see what goes on. Florida. <laughs> so the SEC East is like just a. And Kentucky won, and I feel like they're going to put Kentucky in the rankings too. Not yet. I, you know, they're dying to put them in there. But, uh, oh, I would say uh, South Carolina is also a loser in the second half for how poor they came out. But I shit, I don't know what to say about that performance in the second half from South Carolina. It was horrific. Like they never had the ball enough, so it felt like they couldn't do anything about it. But their uh, defensive game plan, they were playing like 10 yards, actually, like it seemed like 12 yards off coverage. And they were just letting uh, Carson Beck be comfortable and just make those passes, like little short passes. They needed to have him beat him over the top because from what we saw in that game, like we said, this is the first time we watched Georgia. Yeah. It didn't look like Carson Beck could throw a deep ball accurately. I would say Georgia didn't look great. They looked okay. But that is their first test. Maybe they'll get better. But didn't look great. Like, but... In saying that, no one really looked great. Michigan didn't look great. Texas didn't look great. Florida State didn't look great. Yeah, Florida State barely won by two. The Uh, multiple teams in the top did not look great. Washington Washington, was the best. I think Washington was by far the best looking. Washington or Penn State? Penn State was all right. Ohio State was good, but they played West Kentucky. I'm not giving Ohio State credit after they looked like shit the past two games against shit competition. Their game struggled a little bit. I guess, well, Indiana's a quality win then because they were close against Louisville or what? Uh, Louisville is Louisville, though. They they don't know how to cover games. Uh, who's your uh, second winner? Uh, South Alabama. South Alabama? Yeah. Oh, going on the road? Going Ooh. on the road. Being a Big 12 school. I think that's like one of the... What's it? Their second uh, win over a Power 5 school? No. Or not Power 5 school, but... Uh, You're thinking uh, Georgia Southern because they beat... Uh, they beat uh, uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. South Alabama hasn't beat somebody... Uh, or did they do it back to back years? There's something crazy about that. But they dominated Oklahoma State. Yeah, from start to finish. That, it was even was close. Over. Yeah, it was a great win for them. Yeah, it was a great win. A great win for the Sun Belt too. Sun Belt, yeah. And uh, uh, my second winner is going to be Fresno State. That's another domination. Yeah, they almost had double digit turnovers against Arizona State. I know it was a third string quarterback. <laughs> it's Arizona State. I know it was a third string quarterback here. But getting almost ten turnovers in a game is ridiculous. Yeah, it shows how bad. It shows it shows how bad Arizona State is, but get like even if a bad team like even bad teams don't get like eight turnovers in a game. Like they don't come they don't full get they, like we said earlier, man, it was a turnover day. Yeah, but like that's just one of the things where you just sit there and you're just like, wow. That's eight turnovers. It's a lot of turnovers. Great job, Fresno State. It's a late night one. And uh, who's your uh, final winner? Go Neil Brown. Oh, Neil Brown. Oh, that fucker. Went at a big rivalry game, backyard brawl. Get a, like the hot seat can cool down just a tad a little bit before he goes into Big 12 play. Um, he had an all right performance against Penn State. I feel like that wasn't like they did own. Enough. He had a backup quarterback this game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just looks god awful on top yeah. of that. But I would say, like, I thought West Virginia's defense going into the year was going to be good, and they've been proving that throughout the season. Um, but good job for Neil Brown. I'm happy happy for him so he could cool down a little bit. He needs to continue this. But for now, 
Uh, he is a winner. Uh, problem because it eases up. I will say this. I don't. I didn't see any uh, highlights of burned couches yet, though. So uh, like, problem is Green is out. Backup quarterback is now in. Defense is gonna have to play very stout, like they did against Pitt. But Pitt's. We've obviously seen in the past two weeks. Pitt's not there. No. So going into the Big Twelve, uh, maybe other than Baylor, Oklahoma State. Houston, Iowa State, Iowa State, yeah. No, I mean other than those teams, I think everyone else is a problem for them. Yeah. Houston looks fucking awful. Oh. They should have been a loser too. Yeah, Houston looked bad. I didn't want to give myself a pat on the back by uh, saying like Dana Hogerson is tapped out from they, fucking they coaching. They do look bad. Uh, and then my keep uh, cashing those checks, Dana. My last winner, going back to the swamp, I'm going Graham Mertz and Etienne. Mertz looked good, shockingly. In the first half. I, well, he looked good. He didn't have to do much in the second half, though. He did not. He did not. Because in the second half, he didn't really do too much. No, he didn't do that much, but he didn't really have to. Because Tennessee wasn't really forcing him to do much. Yeah. And Etienne Jr., or is it? It's not Travis Etienne Jr. Uh, Etienne. Travis Etienne's brother. Mm-hmm. He was great. He had a great day. Yeah. In Florida. In he, he really changed the momentum of the game on that yeah, big 69, 68 yard run. Because the stadium was already panicked because Tennessee this, got. If Neil Brown's a winner, Bill Napier is a winner. And he gets the his hot seat a little cooled down. A yeah. Like, see, everyone that was on the hot seat, everything's cooled down it's a little bit. Cooled down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So, little all bit. the coaches that were on the hot seat, it's cooled down a little bit. All right. What mentioned is Washington. I. Going in and just putting a beat down and panics his Heisman run getting bigger and bigger. I know it's going to be a game where we're go uh, get to talk about Washington a little bit more whenever they play their big game. Yeah. I guess coming up, I don't know when that game is. It should, it should be, be coming, coming up, up soon. Yeah, which uh, but Washington Washington could just stay under the radar. Like yeah, chill. I mean, but he, two three weeks in a row, four hundred plus yards. Shout out Penix, just ridiculous. He wasn't very accurate. Those receivers I watched him though. <laughs> I, I was going to say, everything. man, like a lot of his yards are because he's throwing the ball down the field. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But those receivers for Washington are fuck, And they are good. And I would argue this with any Ohio State fan. I think Washington has better receivers. Ooh. Core? Like uh, unit. one through four? It's tough. I would say... Yeah, because I feel like Ohio State really relies on their one. On uh, Marvin. Yeah, Marvin. And uh, then, it was in Zupe, uh I, I can't pronounce his name. Uh, in the I know number two. Yeah. He, he kind of just gets. We can't it's hot him. and cold. It's late, guys. All right, let us be. <laughs> let us be. He's not. It's he's hot. He like he's there sometimes. And he's not. He wasn't making catches like Polk and fucking uh shit. Washington, Washington's other receiver has a name like that too. And Zui. Yeah, but they're just... They were just making ridiculous catches yeah. in that game early on. And the defense, well, Michigan State's in turmoil anyways. They're just melting down as a program. But, yeah. So, shout out to Washington Honorable Mention. But week three was a uh, grind fest for me gambling-wise. Uh, eight and nine. Um, eight and nine for you? Yeah, eight and nine. Cause officially? Personally, yeah, officially. I, didn't, I don't think I did my official numbers on here. I think I was 11 and 10. Yeah, I went 8 and 9 officially. Duke, you know, did their thing. Uh, West Kentucky team totally did not hit because they kept going for it on fourth down every time they had a chance, and Ohio State would stop them and score. 
Yeah, I uh, went a solid 11 and 10. Yeah. Thought I was going to go. I think I called I was going to go like uh, what, 12 and 6 when I had the 18 on there. Yeah. The 18 picks, I had a couple more. But I hit a parlay, so that helps. But I don't add that to my win-loss record. But 11 and 10. Yeah. 21 plays, that's not bad. So, yeah, that was... Up on units, though, so that's good. Oh, yeah, it's always good to be up on units. Uh, Let me see. What else do we got here? Uh, week three. I'm trying to think of something else. I mean, just going into week four, I'm super excited for. We said week two was going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Week yeah. four. Like, it makes, it makes week two look like it was fucking, like... Like water. Like water. Water is good for you. Yeah, but we're going to wine territory now. We're in like... Oh, turning water into wine? Yeah, we're in like French... Night, Don't like, get religious. No, well, well, I'm saying we're getting that good stuff. Like uh, oh. Italian wine. You go to the wineries. There was 1990 uh, wines. I don't think there's... There's probably a 94 uh, wine that's good, but like 1990 is not the best year for wine. I'm just saying. Like, no, it's just... Marinates over time. Yeah, okay. Yes, very true. Yeah, week four is that marinade. You're, we're opening, we're cracking that cork next week. And mm-hmm. I don't think there's... Things are going to be get pre- pretty crazy, too. I don't think there's... There's not a game, there's not a time slot that where you, there's not a ranked team playing each other. From 11 to 6 o'clock... It is going to be pretty crazy. This from is, 7 o'clock, there's a ranked game. I was just, just looking at it. It looks like it's... Might be the best week of college or Saturday of college football slate I've seen in 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 a long I time. I can't remember. I mean, slate we got. We're gonna have Florida State, Clemson, uh, Old Miss, Alabama, UCLA, Utah, Colorado, Oregon. Uh, we go Arkansas, LSU. All right. Then we have Oregon State, Washington State. Shout out Oregon State. They dominated today too. Washington State and. We're going to say it's going to Washington State. Sneaky game. You never want to go to Pullman. Pullman, Washington. Yeah. yeah, but Oregon State could do it because they're from Corvallis. So they love the fucking game like that. You have city. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Iowa, Penn State, UCF, K-State. Dangerous game. We always talk about UCF. It's just a, it's just a boatload of games that just are going to be really exciting. And I'm really looking forward to that week. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, this week's going to be long as hell. And then Friday you have Wisconsin-Purdue, you know. Great job, Purdue. But, I mean, it's just one of those things where you see it and you're like, oh, that's a good game. Like, this is going to get Auburn, Texas A&M. Good game at 11. SMU, TCU at 11. All right, skillet. Uh, what else do we got? There's other games. You know, Duke, UConn doesn't matter. We'll, we'll get to them when we do the break. I know, but I'm just saying, BYU, Kansas is a sneaky good game. It's just one of those weeks where like, you look ahead and it's just going to be spectacular Especially football. Especially after, uh, like, today, too, we're... The games are pretty good. We had a good, good. They were good. Yeah, they were good. But not impactful so much on the season. No, there wasn't. Other than the Florida Tennessee game, did you get like a or any kind of? I would say like watching Alabama and you're just questioning Alabama more now. Yeah. Like after the Texas game, I questioned. I was like, oh damn, they lost, but they played Texas. It was a good team. Them only winning against South Florida, which is not good, by fourteen. You then have to put put questions on the, the offense, and them hiring Todd Reese as a offensive coordinator who hasn't been, who hasn't shown me that he's a good offensive coordinator. He didn't show me in Notre Dame. Yeah, Tommy Reese. Yeah, Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese. Yeah, he didn't show me he was a good offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And Alabama just panic hiring him. Yeah. 
They had to they had to re uh, re up with their new offensive skill. Well, Bill O'Brien was bad for him last year too, though. So. Yeah, but I yeah. Like, I don't I. They wanted to go younger on that side and try to be innovative. So maybe it'll take some time. Like we said, they don't have a lot of talent. They, we just every podcast we just bury Bama. It seems like I'm not burying them, but it doesn't look good. It's one of those things where I have them as my SEC West winners, and they don't look good. Only week three. Only it's week only three. week three, and they look like they. Like, hey, I I try to keep saying that out loud, but uh, apparently. The media doesn't care because it feels like Colorado's already national champions. So. Uh, they, I think they're really trying to put them national champions. That's how I want to end it. Just fucking like <sighs> everyone just too high on Colorado. But yeah, those are that was our week three recap. Um, nothing else major happened this week other than nah, we figured it'd be a short one anyway. Yeah. It was in a big big week anyway. Next week will probably be like a two and a half hour one because we'll have to. We'll go dive in more games because, like, oh, shout out Oklahoma covering for me, too. You know, I always got to bring up my color, my Oklahoma team. They gave up a little more points than I like this week, but they did, I still dominated You've been that game. You've up, hoping that Red River shootout That Red River is like going to be Number epic. eight versus number No, it's going to be, should be number three versus number six. And it should be one of the most overall day in that game, too. We shall see. I like our defense this year, so I'm going to be nervous about that. But, yeah, uh, shout out Florida. Good job. Uh, Tennessee, you showed me that you still have a lot of work to do, and Joe Milton needs to get benched. Running, by the way, Tennessee hasn't had a running game from <laughs> last year to this year still, which is wild. And I don't think they have the receivers anymore. Yeah, they do not. Yeah. They don't have great receivers on that side of the ball, like Brew McCoy. Like, yeah, he's all right. He's been around from time to time. Yeah. But there's not really much there. So, Tennessee looks like they're in trouble. Yeah, it could be a rough year for them. I like I don't know who they play next, but we'll see. We'll see. It, a lot of penalties for them too. A lot of sloppy ball. I would say they got screwed on a couple calls though. But yeah, like, they can't bitch. They can't bitch when they got all the calls last year against Bama. Yeah. So if you're a Tennessee fan, you can't really complain. No, it's here or there. After what happened, well, you can, but it's falling on deaf ears when it comes to my ears. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but. All right, that's going to do it for the week three recap. Oh, Asian ref didn't screw us this week, though. So oh, all right. We, never, we mind. never mind. We're not going into that one. We're not going into that story. <laughs> too late in the day. I just wanted to say, I just had to throw it out there. It is 3 a.m. on the East Coast right now, Asian right? Asian ref did not screw us, so thank God. All right. That's going to do it for the week three recap. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys for the week four preview and predictions and gambling. Yeah. Um, shit, we're doing pretty well. We're I'm about 500. I'm one game under right now, but we're improving. Feel it's like better surely. Take a couple, take take a couple hours. Um, maybe we'll throw a couple locks in there that we have next week, right? Yeah. So hammer those. It's gonna be a tough week though, so line should be sharper. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, next week. Deuces.